Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Cheryl Whitelaw, CEO of Peace and Power Movement Services, who provide movement-based programs and services to support you to find greater wellness and wholeness in your daily movements and personal sports performance. Fantastic. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Hey, can you expand a bit more on where are you today with your business and who is it that you'd love to work with? Yeah, you bet, Mark. So, um, you know, I'm in in a lot of ways in the first kind of three to five years of this instance of my business. And um, I, you know, love to work with clients who have had some kind of life-changing injury, um, Mm. surgery, you know, hip replacement, or, you know, some kind of health condition that really radically changes, you know, what's possible for them in terms of their balance and mobility. So, Mm. you know, things like MS, fibromyalgia, you know, brain injury, cerebral palsy. Um, But I'm also, you know, quite a passionate Aikido person. And so I love, love, love helping martial artists improve their performance. Although I have helped golfers and kayakers and, you know, those folks as well. Mm. I I guess there's an awful lot of um, elements that sort of bleed into each other there, because it's all about having the movements, having the confidence, having the um, finding out how to best suit you. I mean, you touch so many different modalities there and so many different sort of conditions. Uh, what do you find like you know, time and time again, you have to first approach or help people to work through because you're not, doesn't sound like you're the first line of defense. You're after things, they've, they've tried other modalities, they've tried the other systems and haven't quite seen the success or the results that they want or or hope. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think about, you know, um, had a a client with MS, you know, often it's diagnosed, you know, mid thirties and, you know, basically the, the prognosis from the doctor was doom and gloom, right? It's going to get worse from here, your mobility, your balance, you know, she, she's a mom, she's a, you know, like there was, there's things she needs to do in her life. So, you know, when she came to me, yeah, I didn't know how she was walking the way she was walking and MS is real, right? There were impacts that I can't do anything about, but I can look at the function of how she walks, of how she does the process of balance. Mm. And there was plenty that we could work on. And, you know, it was a, it was a great success for I, I don't work with her anymore, but she felt um, like she was confident enough in her movement that she was able to do a trip back to sort of, you know, the family country of origin 
yeah. uh, over the summer, you know, which would require a lot of walking, you know, countries that don't have a lot of like disability supports, like cut curbs and that sort of thing. So mm. I, I felt really great that she was able to like step into a larger life and live what she wanted to do just because she could, she knew how to do a balance process better. Yeah. I mean, crumbs, let's, let's just focus on that for a minute there. That is life-changing that ability mm-hmm. to be able to do do something like that it's it's some of us take that for granted other people i mean we all have different perspectives someone's big beautiful goal is that's my sunday it's just the way life is but to have that difference and allow someone to get into and have that experience mm-hmm. that must be gosh so rewarding yeah it's i mean i've i've worked in many ways in you know prior career paths in education, but I I was always restless with it only being like a mental thing. And Mm. so I was kind of the weirdo that would ask questions about like, well, but how, how do you actually know you have this knowledge? And people would look at me like, you know, like, what, what do you mean? Like you have it, you say it, you can retrieve it. But I was, I was asking a question about something deeper, like what happens when there's a whole somatic intelligence Mm. that's with you that's aligned with your goals and your dreams um you know and th- we have these resources we're literally walking around in in our body and yet we're at a distance from it and mm. so i once i found the modality that i practice which is feldenkrais i realized this this is all of these questions are are feldenkrais questions and so i i kind of was like okay i found my tribe Woo! um and you know no longer the weird kid on the side going you know what well what about this um and it really opens up this really wonderful place that people it's like people shift to become truly who they are and they can move in a different kind of way when they have i want to break that down because there is something beautiful in this journey that we're uncovering which is okay you you come from a very knowledgeable background like a huge huge amount of, of wealth of knowledge and experience there but you found that damn it this just the mental side of it just this maybe the intangible side isn't enough i want more i want to make a bigger impact change things in a different way so to mm-hmm. find the right modality for you the right methodology of the, the questions the maybe it's the empowering of your clients because it sounds like what you do is set them up so that they have it within themselves. Because <laughs> I'm a firm believer, we have all the knowledge. We know what we need to do. We know what the barriers are. We actually have the power of the bodies to change, morph, heal, whatever it might be, as yeah. tough as it might sound sometimes. So you're all about empowerment to really allow them to come into their own. And then I guess like a good chiropractor, away you go, you've got this, good luck. I, I wish you all the best, come back if you need a top up, but you've got it from here. Is that kind of the way it's it's evolved for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, um, you know, rather than thinking about it as some kind of therapy session where I mm. do something to them, I view it as a co-discovery learning session where I learn them, I learn what's possible for them um, in ways that they may not, you know, really acknowledge. And you know, we tend to have stories about ourselves. And when you have something like, you know, a life-changing illness or, or an injury or something, your story tends to have, well, I can't do this. Here's my limit. And so I, I help them bring a curious uh, curiosity and just an attention to themselves to say, so is that true? You know, like, what if we could find one more way 
that this mm-hmm. could be possible. You know, and it can be very mundane. One more way to put your shoes on if you can't bend over to get your shoes on. But it could be, you know, one more way to actually really rewire your nervous system to actually create like the possibility and the capacity to do something that that you may have been told, no, you're you're not able to do it. The thing is, I don't really know. So it's an open learning space. When I say discovery, it is like, oh, great. This moment right here. Yes. I mean, you're holding space for now that is a moment there that I know a lot of coaches, consultants kind of maybe struggle with. I don't know. When clients come to forget yourself, I'm like, cool. I don't know if I could help you because I need to, I need to discover and so do you. It's a dual process. So to create that possibility through, okay, we need to find out, okay, where is that? Because if you come in with, here's what you do, here's what you need to do without having the, the full discovery, um, that's malpractice hands down it's the wrong kind of thing to do so your statement there so the acknowledgement from them is maybe the the first key the first step what is it why why can't they acknowledge this what do you find sort of time and time again that that is that first barrier you know for my clients um I think a lot of it starts with what they think they know Hmm. you know so they've been told by this you know, practitioner, this professional, this, they know when they get up in the morning, they have this issue. Like it's, it's sort of the story of can't that everybody comes in because they know what's not possible. Mm. And, and so, you know, in a lot of ways, I mean, I, I never confront someone's can't, but I do always go, Hey, I wonder, I'm curious about is it always this way or is there a time when it's not? Is it is yeah. there possible that if we tried this in a different kind of way, does it also show up here? And, mm. and if it does, okay. And if it doesn't, oh, isn't that interesting? What could we follow there that helps actually open up some freedom of movement, helps open up some mobility? And okay. it's, it's this me. moment that just like they go, what? I, I've never been able to do that. Or I, I just moved that and it didn't hurt, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is beautiful. I mean, there's two things I want. One, first of all, a story from, from a good friend of mine who works physically with a lot of people. Now he is very much re-triggering and finding the pathways in their brain back to a different time, a different way of working. And his patient was, she struggled, really struggled with being able to, even walk stand up properly and hold her so balance was the biggest thing mm. she was a horse rider do that mm. for years mm. and it was the, the question was do you do you find that is, is that is this how you hold yourself when you when you ride a horse is, is this what you're doing? oh no when i do this i do this and then she was upright and pretending it's like oh my gosh you've just triggered a neural pathway you just triggered some muscle memory there is something mm. in here and yeah. that was a magical moment and said look at what you're doing and that moment of realization was, you know, mic drop, explosions, just all the good stuff. Yeah. yeah so totally. guiding people through, I think, is one of the most important things. So from your perspective in your journey, it's so easy for you to, you know, focus in on, on the can't, to, mm-hmm. to tell, to, to preach, to try and disagree and show people here's over here, coming from a good place. But... Mm-hmm. I mean, did, did you sort of trial and error, try and do this and realize, ah, that's not quite working. 
I need to extract it. I need to encourage, I need to bring it out from them. They need to discover, not be told. So can you just talk to that for a minute? Because that's a big journey, for, especially for coaches. When was it like when you were doing it the wrong way? Mm-hmm. For all the right reasons. And when you mm-hmm. changed, what was that like? Yeah, I mean, you know, from, from the get-go, we there was sort of a pin on we're not correcting anything. We're not. And so, of course, in learning the method, inevitably you uh, you know we talk about following the pain right like Mm. how about now does it hurt now does it hurt now and that's not really the point of establishing more functional movement so it, it really um you know there's this ongoing dance for me and it's always you know my own somatic intelligence coming up to say when i'm too fixated when I'm literally too localized, it's all about the shoulder. It's like, it's never only about the shoulder, right? Like that I need to keep this broader view. And so I find I have this kind of dance with myself, managing myself about, okay, I've got to pay attention. And sometimes with a lot of detail and a lot of precision, and I need to hold the whole you know, the whole person, not just the whole physical person, Mm. but the whole person, because often I find you know, just referring to the client, you know, with balance and MS, what was really her issue, she was trying to walk as fast as she did before, because she did everything fast. So once we uncovered the fast, it was like, oh, that all of a sudden, all the ways you move make sense, because you're trying to do something very quickly, and you can no longer execute that motor plan in that way. So we change fast. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, several things fell into place. So it, it is like this discipline, this working with yourself to say, I hold the whole person, not just like the thing they're here to fix. You know, yeah. it's an important focus. It's an important data point. But anytime I'm fixated on that, I, I literally can feel that in my body too much too much focus down we need to come back we need to breathe we need to oh but the weight yeah i mean the way you describe it i I can feel the lightness when you said oh it's the fast oh you're trying ah there it is the what i've I've visually felt ah oh what can we do with that it's it's the same you know to bring us back into sort of general being a business owner a entrepreneur whatever you are the ceo all these different levels that you have to focus on the one challenge focus on one area is it's too weighty and then you're so uh, blinkered in your yeah. approach in what you're trying to do rather than. Mm-hmm. So if we can treat, if we can personify our businesses mm-hmm. as, as the person, now we're trying to look at some from a different level. So mm-hmm. with that said, looking at all the aspects of, of a business, being able to diagnose what, what, what's the real problem, what's actually going on there. How have you been able to to use this to maybe help you as a business owner to be able to move forward, to do things that previously you may have struggled with or or not been able to see? What's that been like? Yeah, no, it's it's a great question because, you know, having a background in an academic world before I jumped into the entrepreneurial excitement that, you know, is happening now. I would have never guessed how much more I needed to learn as an entrepreneur than I ever learned working in, you know, like colleges, universities, like in, in institutions of learning, Mm. um, the entrepreneurial gig has been much more learning than I, and I did a lot of learning before. So it's, um, you know, 
there's like when I think about like that that Christmas of time, like we can start with such hard expectations. I have to do it right, efficiently, productively, maximum return, like the layers of like expectation that I think we put on ourselves. And it's a brand new technology, strategy, audience, you know, like whatever the thing we're working on in, in our business. It's so easy to get into that fixated. I've got to like check off all these five things to be really good, but I've actually never seen this before today. And somehow I've got to learn my way there, but like by last Thursday, right? Like, you know, like, so, so we set up this container of like pressure and stress and I, you know, card carrying member, like I, at the beginning, I was like, well, I know technology. Well, I can't figure this, you know, like mm. having my moments and technology tantrums and all of those things. And then, you know, perpetually, like sometimes hourly stepping myself back to go, well, well, wait a minute. I am actually enacting a strategy right now. I'm working through the details of this one. I am going in the right way. You know, I'm listening for feedback, but I don't yeah. have to have it all tied up with a bow in 60 minutes or 90 minutes because mm -hmm. there's a progression. And so anytime I let myself feel that, literally it's a feeling of this longer arc of time. You know, three years ago when I started this, you know, how much I've built in, in everything, you know, basic infrastructure, offers, sales, you know, marketing funnels, like all, all of the pieces, mm. um, I can rest in that and say, okay, and I'm building on top of that. So today's current little, like, you know, I, I really, I have to admit, I am like a technology toddler. I just, I lose it, you know, lose my cool because the thing doesn't work and I need the thing. And I was, you know, and, mm. and so I, I literally have to, you know, pretend I'm my own mother and soothe myself out of the tantrum and say, it's okay. So this may be a place where getting somebody else in is the better move because, you know, you're probably going to be a toddler with this, the rest of the project. And is that worth it to you? Like, you know. Mm. Yeah, there's there's a lot, a lot in that of, of what we need to do so going from the academic world into the the entrepreneur maybe maybe this is like a a, a you know a plan this is where you always have to go whether you are the the accidental entrepreneur which is like oops i slipped and fell and i kind of find myself as the business owner mm -hmm. and in that situation was that kind of your your you didn't actually really plan for this but it kind of it kind of changed and morphed over time well you know i I had had an idea of wanting to do this and an earlier iteration of a business yeah. that was more squarely around uh, a leadership coaching and particularly in the diversity and inclusion space, because that was the heart of my work when I was still in a, in a career mode. Yeah. Um, and so I knew I was doing it, but you know how sometimes the universe, you know, I was working in this kind of innovation team and sort of on the margins of a college and then new leadership, all of a sudden, I'm the last person in the center, you know, so the universe was like, okay, pff, you know, like, get on with it, yeah. right? Look, so, if you're not going to do this for yourself, I'm going to, come yeah, on, I'm gonna we'll, close we'll do it for window. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, jumped into a contract, and then I was off to the races, you know, and yeah. so I'm about six years past that point, and, you know, realized, you know, found the kind of modality found sort of kind of the 
the, yeah. the I always think about it as the the playground, like you know, the sandbox that I this is mine, this is the sandbox I really want to be in. Mm. So now I've been working through that kind of diligence of okay, so I this is what I need to build. Um, it included, you know, four years of schooling to sort of get into the kind of credential and the kind of like I'm a rigor. I, I love rigor. So I'm a rigor person that's like, I needed that rigor to say, right, the ground I've tended, like I can step mm. from here, keep my balance, keep moving and, and really feel secure in that, in that connection. And so I've definitely like, I'm, you know, not quite a year past that, that real beginning and, you know, it's, it's going great. Beautiful. So lots of little mini sort of transitions happening for you as you sort of go mm -hmm. through this. And mm -hmm. you're a learner. You want information. Trying to find out what's right. Add that with the frustration of, I'm not a tech person. Oh, my gosh. And that's not quite working. So number one, yeah. we can we have a whole conversation about the stories that you're just telling there about, you know, I'm not this person or I can't do this or mm -hmm. yeah. these, these things that, that we laugh and joke because it's obviously what you help your, your patients to sort of work through. Um, but what is it for you that, you know, that you find is is tough because as an entrepreneur you start to wear all the hats and no one tells you this when you first get into it you think you can just do the job you know build the business people will come it's it's going to be glorious you get to oh, help people and do exactly what you want to do but it's like that's that's not quite the way it works um so what is it for you that is maybe holding you back from being the place where you want to be right now or there's little voices that really are like hey here's, here's how we can slow you down mm -hmm. because oh my gosh they're sneaky yeah no it's I mean I'm really wading through you know I've I've done this long enough I've got some amazing stories like some amazing successes um you know I, I do you know having come from education you know stories are such a powerful conveyor mm. And I find myself really like coming up against a kind of, I would almost call it tribal bedrock of don't brag, you know, don't, don't boast about what you can do. Mm. You know, I, I have admitted kind of in a hushed voice to friends, this is probably the best work of my like life. Like I've done very good jobs in the past, but they were not like, it was somebody else's work that yeah. I got good at this is sort of like finally I'm doing my stuff my gig mm. and I'm kind of afraid to like let people know that you know like oh, like probably, that's yeah. this little sort of like and and anything I've done you know like client transformational you know we shot little videos and sort of you know, said here was, you know, session one and session 10 and look at the difference. Everybody can see the difference, right? Like it's the story's great. People get, and yet I haven't shared those very much. You know, it's like all those little, like, I'm just, oh, I'm just, I'm what, just what you, it, like, you know, under the light, under the bushel, like just a little yeah. bit. Right. So uh, how, what do you feel when you're making these videos or creating this and you're, <laughs> you want to scream and shout, but you don't feel like you can, what, what are you feeling personally during those, those times? Actually, well, I, it's, yeah, actually making I, it. I mean, and it, it totally like, I, I so just got to get over myself, you know, because in the midst of it, you know, when I would see first drafts, you know, worked with yeah. a great, great, uh, you know, video uh, person. And, and initially I cringed, you know, because I'm like, oh God, I, I hate the sound of my voice. I you know, like all of that self, you know, uh -huh. deprecation and self critique. 
and everyone else around me is going, these are amazing. So there's this gap of like, it takes me a little journey to go, I guess they're mis- okay. I guess there's they're a misalignment all right. there with yeah. <clears throat> what you think, what other people are saying, mm-hmm. and maybe deep down what you, oh, crumbs, what you want to be saying. So rather than mm-hmm. sort of whispering, hey, this is, yeah. this is amazing stuff. This is life changing. Yeah. Yeah. And other people, crumbs is, is it frustrating for you to see other people maybe in a similar industry or even different industries like screaming and shouting doing their thing like it's nowhere near as good as what I do I can help in so many different ways or mm-hmm. does that kind of does that kind of judgment or maybe jealousy or ah yeah. oh, whatever it is does, does that come into play yeah. for you oh completely and you know I, I have to say get, given the nature of my work like you know, the self-honesty buck stops here. So I, I definitely is like, when I have that reaction, I have it. And mm-hmm. then I go, because you want that, like, that's, you know, jealousy is true. I want the thing that they have. And I know that what I'm bringing is solid. Um, you know, and, and I don't mean to belittle other entrepreneurs or whatever, but I can see they're out, you know, loud and out front with much less than what I'm bringing. Yeah. So. Listen, you just qualified that i don't want to belittle them but and then you brought yeah. it in it's like yeah. oh my gosh listen to these these stories and we we mm-hmm. all do them but i yeah. want to just highlight putting all caps what you just said there about the um it's, it's what i want when we find some kind of jealousy to come in it's the work that you do with your clients to bring mm-hmm. it back into the question what what is that trigger there where is it and it's so hard to get the answer which is yeah i, I want that i want to be that person, be that confident, uh, be seen doing this, have that success, whatever it means. Careful, we can't see behind the curtain, but there is that kind of level. And I think it's a beautiful place to hold on to of what does it tell you? Where's that information? Okay, cool. What what do we do with it? How do we get those, how do we get the the, the power movement coming back into, into your business based on that information? I think that's kind of the key, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's very much like, you know, I mean, earlier we talked in the context of my clients, they don't dare to dream of the possibility because it's not kind of in the universe Mm. they could see as an entrepreneur, you know, the same sort of thing as I work away at what I'm building right now and the level of success right now, you know, to actually open up and say, you know, the audacity to say, I actually want this kind of impact, this kind of, you know, influence, and also this kind of like, um, you know, influx of, of revenue and money yeah. a, as part of that virtuous circle of, of being that big and that, and that powerful and that, mm. um, you know, really reaching people and, and having to walk through, it's like, okay, at this point, that's a mental thing that I can, I could say, I know, you know, it comes down like maybe to about here. Like I can't quite get it out of my mouth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and and working on like having that be like, of course, I, you know, if this is the work of my life, mm. why would I want to play it small? Right. Mm. Why, why would I accept, you know, well, this is pretty good. I think I'll, you know, be satisfied with this. It's like, oh yeah, no, hell yeah. Who wants yeah. just fine? Who wants, yeah, you're just helping a you people I mean mm-hmm. crumbs. what impact could you have where mm-hmm. could you go what life could you have what business could you have and I'm talking to you and also everyone listening oh my gosh what yeah. where in your life is it just fine and where is I want it to be amazing I want it yeah. to be huge impactful mm-hmm. what it's all about and stepping out of that 
uncomfort, that area of, ooh, it's yeah. not quite right. What do I do? It's so easy to seek safety. So, um, mm-hmm. hey, in your next transition, I wish you all the very best because it sounds like the way you help people, what you do is, it is life-changing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I wish you all the very best as you, as you move forward. And thank you for sharing behind the scenes with what you do and what you're going to do as the business owner. Oh my gosh, it's, we all feel that at some point. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, no, thanks, Mark. I loved our conversation today. It was awesome. Awesome. Um, look, yeah. if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? Let's toot your own horn here. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Give me a chance to practice right, right now. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can find me on my Kind Power website. Um, so it's kindpower.ca and our membership site, peaceandpower.ca. Um, you know, all, all of the things about me, about, uh, you know, the collaborator I work with and our offers and programs. And mm. so check that out. Um, if you check uh, Peace and Power Movement Services YouTube channel, tons of videos with all sorts of little fun movement studies to help your golf game, help, you know, peel an apple better. Like I, I work from the reality of my clients' lives. So there's all sorts of fun stuff there. Awesome. Well, everyone, if you're, you're curious or like, hell yeah, I, I need this help and support, please go check it out. But again, Cheryl, thank you so much for, for being here today. All right. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their (laughs) earballs. All the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.